Welcome everyone to the Ovet Torah Daf Yomi Shur. Today is Shur Daf Chaf Gimel. Chaf Gimel. We will begin on Chaf Bet Amur Bet at the bottom of the page. Tanu Rabbanan. Okay. Tanu Rabbanan. Shnayim Omrim. If two guys say. Um, Two people say that she was married. And two people are saying that she's not married. Okay? Two people are saying that the woman is married. Two people are saying that she's not married. Right? Lotina says she can't get married. If she got married, Lotina says she doesn't have to uh, get divorced. Right? But if you have a girl, and two people say she got divorced, and and one and one said and two people say that she wasn't divorced. So this girl is different because everyone knows she was married. The question is was she divorced? First girl, the question was whether she's married. Now the question is whether she whether she got divorced. Then of course don't get married because again we're a suffix. But even you said, but if you get married, they'd say then you have to get divorced in that case. So now we're on the top of Chavkimahulaf. Maishna Resha Maishna Sefa. What's the difference in the Resha and the Sefa? Amar Abayah, so Abayah's opinion is what's the difference between the Reisha and the Sefer is the following. Tirgama Be'edechad. We're talking about a case where there was only one witness. Okay, now. Well, it, it's interesting. He's changing it. You have to, Tirgama means you have to change it. The way Rashi explains, you have to change it. Because usually Tirgim means he's explained it. Here it means he changed it to a case of Edechad. And he says, Edechad omer netkacha, if one woman says that he, she got, she was, she got married. But Edechad omer lo netkacha, the woman says she wasn't married. Right? Right? Travayo b'pnuya kamsadi. Then they're both arguing about a pinuya, about a, a uh, girl who was assumed to be unmarried. One guy is saying that she got married. And you, you don't listen to this one guy against two. Why? Because both people agreed, both witnesses who are testifying here, they both agreed that she was originally unmarried. One of them says she got married, one she didn't. But they both agreed that she wasn't married. And therefore, if they both agree she wasn't married, so you have two witnesses she wasn't, one witness that she got married, and therefore the two cancel out the one, and that's why if she got married, she could get remarried. Right? Um, in the Sefer, in the second case, one witness says that she got divorced. They're both agreeing that he, she was a married woman in that case, right? The one that says that she got divorced is only one guy. And you can't listen to one in place of two. Okay, that's how how Abaya got out of the brayta. He explained the brayta that one's talking about that that one's talking about a girl who was married and one one wasn't. One's talking about a girl who wasn't married, one wasn't, but only one witness. 
Ravashi Amar, Le'olam Treo Treo, really leave the bright to the way it sounded. And there was two, two windows on one side, two windows on the other side. Ve'epoch, and flip it. Shnayim Omrim Re'una Shinkacha, Shnayim Omrim Lo Re'una Shinkacha. Two people say they saw her get, get married, two people say they didn't. Then she has to go out. Pshita, that's obvious. Right? Of course. You know why you believe him? Because when you say you didn't see that she got married, that's not a proof. Maybe she got married when you didn't see. Right? So they're asking a question. If you leave it like that, if two guys say she didn't get married, it means we didn't see her get married. Maybe she got married when you didn't look. Right? We're talking about a case where they live in the same chater. And therefore, we assume, I would have thunk, if it's true that she got married, then they would have heard. How could it be we lived in the same thing as her, the same apartment building as her, and we didn't know that she got married? Some people get married in a secret wedding, and therefore, just the fact, you would have thunk that maybe the fact that they didn't see could be a proof, and they could cancel out the other guys. Right? Yeah. But the answer is no. Sometimes people get married privately, and you wouldn't hear about it. Just because you didn't hear about it, it's not a proof. Right? And the safe is talking about a case of Shnaim Omrim Reinuashin Gashem, Shnaim Reinuashin Gashem. They say the same thing. Two guys say we we heard that this girl married lady got divorced, and two people say we heard we didn't hear we didn't hear that she got divorced, so she shouldn't get married. And if she got married, she can't she doesn't have to get divorced. So over here we, we, he's being good as that you don't have to get divorced, right? My kamash, what's the chidush? Is the chidush that even though they live in the same apartment building, we still don't believe the fact that the guy says I didn't see. So what? You didn't see. It happened when you didn't look. Why is that a chidush? We already said that already. Hainu hach. Why says no? Mahu detema. I would have thought gabe kedushim who David the English mikatshu mitzina. When it comes to get married, sometimes people want secret weddings or private weddings. Aval gabe kedushim. When it comes to divorce, since the people, right? It, it, in other words, if it would happen that she got divorced, someone would have heard that. Can't be that you got divorced because over there it's more likely that people are not keeping a secret because the people are breaking up. When they're breaking up, it's less likely to keep a secret. Kamash Malan, David, the Chidush of the Mishnah is not only Kiddushin, but even a divorce. People, um, people will get divorced privately as well. So now it says the Gemara. We're quoting the Mishnah. Right. In the Mishnah, we said in the Sefer of the Mishnah, if the witnesses came after she already got married, she doesn't have to get divorced. So, in other words, here's a girl who got married with her Pesha Asar Pesha Hitir. She got married because she, since she was the only one who said that she had gotten married. And then, well, there was actually two cases. There was the case A, where she said she got married. And she got divorced. And we believed her that she got divorced because we never knew that she was married. And since she was the one who told us she married, we'll believe you that she got divorced. And case B, the Pesha Asad of the Mishnah, was a case where the girl had gotten captured and she said that she was still Tahor. And since she was the one who, who preferred the first information, she's the one who showed, gave us the first information that she, got, that she was captured, we believe her that she wasn't touched. Right? 
we believe her that she wasn't touched because we never knew that she got divorced. Had we had independent confirmation of her capture, we would not have believed her. Okay? Uh, and then the Gemara ended off with a final statement that if, after she got married, the witnesses came, she doesn't have to get divorced. Now, we don't know if that's going on the first case, where the girl had said that she got mar- married <coughs> and subsequently divorced, or is it going on the second case where the girl had said she got captured, but yet she was still tahor, <coughs> right? Thank you. So, Rav Oshia matnila Rav Oshia understands that this final suffix of the Mishnah is going on the Rasha of the Mishnah, on the first part where the girl had admitted to a marriage with a divorce. And Rabbi Barabin, Matan Sefer, he said, it's talking about the second part of the Mishnah, where the girl had admitted to a capture without being uh, abused by her captors. Right? So it says the Gemara, Man de Aresha, the ones who learn it on the Resha, on the case of the marriage, Kol Shekena Sefer. Then certainly in the case of of the girl who said she was captured, you'll certainly tell us she doesn't have to get divorced if she already got married. Because the rabbis are extra, extra lenient when it comes to a girl who was captured. Why? We'll see soon. Why? Because this girl was assumed to be Tahor. She was a Cheskes Tahor. She had a Chazakah of Tahora. The one who learns it only on the Sefer, he wouldn't assume the same thing on the Resha because this girl had a Cheskat Eshet Ish in the first case. So says the Gemara, let's assume the Reb Oshia who learns it on the Resha and Rabbi Barabin who learns it on the Sefer, they're probably really arguing about a different Machloket about her Amnuna. The same Machloket about whether or not she, if she got married and then the witnesses came, right? Whether or not she has to get divorced with one, with Rab Oshia saying it goes on the whole Mishnah, on both cases. And Rabbi Ravuna saying it only goes on the Sefer, but not the Resha, right? That Machlokin is really about Machlokin about Rabbi Ravuna holds as well. What does Rabbi Ravuna hold? Demanded on the Rasha, the one who learns it on the Rasha, and the uh, Rav Oshu who learns it on the Rasha, right? Eat the He agrees with with Rav Huna that a woman's believed to tell her husband in front of her husband that she, that, that that she got divorced. Rav Huna says his statement is that if a woman is able to say right in front of her husband, "You divorced me," right, right in front of his face. She's believed. Why? Because a woman doesn't have the guts to stand in front of a husband who never divorced and say, yes, you divorced me. That's a Ramuna statement. So we assume that the one who learns it on the ratio says, I hold a Ramuna statement. And therefore, she's believed about the divorce. And therefore, in that case, we will believe her when the husband comes or the witnesses. So therefore, the same thing. When the witnesses come afterwards and she tells the witnesses, I was divorced. So... Just like Rav Amruna would believe her when she does it in front of her husband, so this rabbi, Rav Oshu, would believe her when he says in front of the witnesses. And the rabbi of the Sefer, which is Rabbi Baravin, he doesn't agree with Rav Amruna's rule that a woman doesn't have the guts to, to, to deny her marriage. 
And therefore, that's why he only learns it on the captive case and not on the marriage case. Versus law, not necessarily. Really, everyone agrees with Rabbanu's rule. That a woman does not have the power, the woman does not have the guts to, to, to say that she was divorced. They all agree with that. But here, the machlok is like this. That Rabbi Bar being the second rabbi says, oh, but that doesn't apply to a case of marriage over here. Because over here, it's not, she's not saying in front of the husband, you divorced me. She's saying in front of witnesses that I was divorced. So that's different. That, that a woman does have guts for. And therefore, don't compare it. Right? That's why he only says it by the shvuya, by the captive case, and not by the marriage case. Right? Umor Sababar of Oshia, who says it goes by both cases, says, Even not in front of her husband, she's still embarrassed to say that you divorced me because she's afraid that maybe her husband will hear about it. And therefore, he compares both, and that's why he says it on both cases. If once she got married, witnesses came. Amar says, when we said that she got married, witnesses came. That's when she had, we said if she got, when she got married, witnesses came. That's when, that's when she could stay married. Now, the question is, how does this work that when a girl already got married, if the girl hadn't got married, we tell her, okay, you didn't get married, you shouldn't get married. But now that you're married already, stay married. Now, uh, again, because she had a migu, we believe her because we, wouldn't, we didn't know otherwise that she was captured. But now that witnesses came, so now she doesn't have that believability anymore. We can't believe her anymore. Witness, now we know from witnesses. But if you already got married, it's fine. Now the question is, what does it mean if you already got married? Is it enough that you're, she has to actually get married? What if they just told her that you could get married, but she didn't get married yet? Then what? Amr Avuadishmul says, She doesn't have to actually get married in order to be allowed to get married. Once the Betin says, you have a license to get married, even though she didn't get married yet, still she could get married. Once she gets that paper that you're free to get married... Even if witnesses come, she's good. Now, the, the, that's the statement of, of Shmuel's father said that statement. Now, that's a very, very hard thing to explain in our Mishnah. Because if you, think, if you look at our Mishnah, our Mishnah says, if she got married, she doesn't have to get, go out. Meaning she doesn't have to get divorced. Now, if this girl never got married, she just got a... a she just got a paper to get married. Why would we say she doesn't have to get divorced? We should say we should say she could get married, right? Uh-huh. Someone says no. When it says just enough to go out, it doesn't mean divorced. Go out means go out from her heter. She had a heter. She was in a heter. She's in a heter status. She doesn't have to go out of her heter status. That's how Avu Adishmul will explain the Mishnah. But Avu Adishmul is extending this heter and saying not only marriage. Even a right to get married is enough. Tanu Rabbanan, we learned in the Brayta. Amran Shvatim. Okay. Ah, welcome, welcome, uh, Shimshin. We are now, we are now. Um, I would say ten lines down in the wider lines on Chav Gimel Amalaf.
Okay? And we're bringing a brighter discussing the case of Shivuya. Very interesting case. Okay? Tanur Abanan. Amran Nishbati Vitorani. Let's say the woman comes back and she says, I was captured, but I'm still Tahor. And I have witnesses who could testify that I'm Tahor. What's the halacha? We don't say, okay, bring the witnesses, then we'll believe you. We allow her to get married right away, the Brighta says. If they allowed her to get married, and then the other witnesses came, right? And they said, we don't, we don't know that she's Tahor. As the Lord says, she doesn't have to go out, right? She could still stay, she could still marry Kohen, even after the witnesses came. It's a very interesting thing. So she claimed the witnesses are going to back her up. The witnesses came, and they didn't back her up at all. And yet she could get married. No. If witnesses came that she was abused by her captors, then even if she has sons, and, and we're going to make them mamzerim, still, or chalalim really, He's a coin. She has to get divorced. So again, this is a case where a woman was claiming that there's witnesses that she wasn't touched. If the witnesses come and they don't know anything, she's still good. Even though she lied that they would say yes, she's still good. But if the witnesses come and they say that um, they say that she actually was abused then, of course, she has to get divorced no matter what, no matter what the situation is. Even with kids, but we wouldn't want to do that to the kids still. Okay. This is a very sad story. There was these um, Jewish girls who were captured who came to the town of Nahadai. So Shmuel's father put, uh, was worried that maybe someone would uh, start up with them, even Nahadai. And therefore, he put guards that no one that no one should go in and uh, have relations with them. So Shmuel said, Who was guarding them till now? Meaning, what's the point of putting guards if anyway, they're all Asur to, to a Kohen anyway? Because they were all captured. So his father told him, If it was your daughter, would you be so? Would you be so um, quick to uh, to not guard them? You'd still want to guard them so nothing happens to them again. Hazaton, right? They they went through enough, right? Mm-hmm. It's like a mistake that came out of the ruler's mouth. Meaning, Avu the Shmuel was such a big sadiq, and he said to him, "If it was your daughter's, what would happen?" And sure enough. Shmuel's daughters were captured by Goyim. And the, the captors took him to Eretz Yisrael. Shmuel lived in Nahardai, which is the town, which is the town in Bavel. And the captors took him to Eretz Yisrael. Okay? Right? Right? Now, what do they do? Now, he's captured to the Bet Midrash, this girl? 
Right. So the captives, how did you know that? I didn't say that yet. How did you know that, Shimshin? Okay. Okay. So they left. Um, they left him in front of the betin. Now I, I don't know. I, I don't know who redeemed them, but it seems like either they had a change of heart or something, and they left their the, the girls in front of the betin, and and uh, this way the girls, I guess they convinced them that otherwise Shmuel's daughters convinced them that otherwise they won't be able to marry Kohen, right? And they came to Rechanina's Beit Midrash. Right? So each one says that I was captured and I'm Tahar. Which is what we just said, that the mission said that should be fine. So these girls are coming and they're both saying, listen, uh, yes, I was captured by Goyim, but uh, they didn't touch me. Right? Sharinu. So he allowed them, like we said in the Mishnah. Sof ul atu shovinu. After they allowed him, then the goyim came in, and the, and they I guess they demanded money, right? And Betin realized that they were uh, they had been captured, and now once they'd been captured, they really not believed anymore. These are the daughters of a great guy. And then it came out that it was actually Shmuel's daughters. Right, because Chanina figured out that um, that these girls were so smart that they came in to get a heter before their before their captors came in. So basically, what happened was it seems like what happened was that they convinced their captors, "Let us go into the Beit Midrash first, then you come in to ask for the money." So they got into the Beit Midrash. They uh, they admitted that they were captured and and tahor, and then. And then um, the captain came in, okay, it's going to cost you $20,000 to get these girls out. But the fact that they got a head there first, now, now, now that's go back. And the fact that they were smart enough to do this, and to convi- I guess, and to convince their captors that they're worth more money if they don't touch them, that must be that they're Shmuel's daughters. Okay? And sure enough, they were Shmuel's daughters. So Puk, go out. It's Pel Go, ma- go get busy with your relatives. Meaning, go get mar- go marry one of them, because they they they're cousins of yours. So says Shouldn't I be worried that maybe there are witnesses somewhere who knows that they were captured, right? And if I marry one of them and they come, then they have to then I'll have to leave. Why do I want to marry them if I have to divorce them later? Mar says. He told them back, They're not here now. You're worried that maybe there's Edim in the north and she can be asur to you? The Mara says, Oh, you see from this, we're trying to be, make a duke from the story. The reason why it's allowed is the law Atu Edim, because witnesses never came. Ha'atu Edim, but had the witnesses came, Mitzah, she'd be asur? What do you mean? I thought we have the rule of, of Shmuel's father, which is, even though once they allowed her to get married, she should be allowed. Why is he saying, why is this rabbi saying, oh, they're going to come? Who cares if they come? Once, once we gave them a hit there, they're good. Amar Ashi says, no. When, when Rav Shaman Bar Abba 
was saying, when Roshabra Abba was saying that he's worried that witnesses will come and ruin his marriage, he was worried not they're going to ruin his marriage because they're going to come and say that she was captured. That wouldn't do anything to him. That wouldn't do anything to him. Okay. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Um, right. So, so that's the that's the idea over here. Also, is that you would have thought that. Um, that if witnesses come and they say that she was captured, it's a thing. No. If you were talking about witnesses coming and saying that she was actually abused, that's what he was worried about. And he's saying that even if witnesses come and say that she's abused, that would be a problem. But but if witnesses come and she was, she was captured, that wouldn't ruin her migu from beforehand. Mm-hmm. Okay. Says the Mishnah. Shten nashim shenishpu. Let me just check something one second. Okay. You have two women who were uh, captured. This one says, I was captured and I'm Tahor. This one says, I was captured Torah. They're not believed. Why? Because we already knew that they were captured and we don't believe one witness. But if each one testifies about themselves and their friends that they were that they were captured and tahor, then they are believed. Because then you have two ladies on each one. Oh, because in this case we already know. Rashi says, First Rashi says that there were witnesses that they were captured in this case. In the last case, there were no witnesses. Here, there are witnesses, so it's different. Right? But their meek wisdom, as I mean, is that... What? That we know already, so that when, when they say we were, we were captured, it doesn't mean anything, because we know that already. Right. Right, exactly. So, okay, says the Gemara, Tanu Rabbanan. If she says, I'm Tameh and my friends are Tameh, let's say he has a new bright talking about different cases. If um, the Betin says, if the, if the lady says to Betin, I, I, I was abused, but my friend was not abused. So she's believed on both things. She, she becomes Asur to Kohen and her friend is Mutar to Kohen. Okay? Right. If she says, If she says, My friends are Tameh, then she's not believed. Mm-hmm. Right? Until her friend says that she's Tahor. That's what that's the writer says. We'll see in a second. Me and my friends are both Tameh. She's believed about herself, but she's not believed about her friend. Mm-hmm. Me and my friends are Tahor. She's believed on her friend, but she's not believed on herself. So there's 
four possibilities. What she says, either I'm Tameh, my friend's Tahor, then she's totally believed. I'm Tahor, my friends are Tameh, not believed at all. Me and my friends are Tameh, believed about herself. Me and my friend Tahor are believed about a friend. So, if they're both Tahor, they believe, they, they trust them? No, only about the friend. So only beneficial for the other person. Correct. Right. That's a brighter, right? Okay. But the other friend, she's So there's case one, two, three, four. We'll call it Rasha to Rasha, Rasha. Then we have a middle one. And safer, okay. There's pre-ratio, ratio, middle, safer, okay. Amamor, I need to have a minute. We said in the Mishnah in uh, the, the the second case that if she says I'm tahor and my friends are tameh, she's not believed at all. That was the, the second case, right? Okay, ratio, the regular ratio. Hechidami, what's the case? If there's no witnesses. If there's no witnesses about herself, why is she not believed? Which means, if the case is that there's no witnesses, then why is she not believed about herself that she's Tahar? Why are we saying she's not believed at all? She believed about herself. When we said that when there's no witnesses, there's a Migu. Believe me when I tell you that I'm Tahar, because I, 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 I didn't have to tell you that, I was tamer, that anything happened to me in the first place. Right? So it can't be a case there's no witnesses. Right? And it must be talking about a case there are witnesses. Right? So we're assuming that the whole bright is talking about a case that there are witnesses. Because in the second case, it doesn't make sense that she's not believed if, if there's no witnesses. Right? Are you with me or no? That's what Rashi says. Yes. No, but we, no. Rashi said that on the Mishnah. On the bright over here, doesn't say what the case is talking about, but we're assuming it's got to be talking about a case that there are witnesses that she was already captured. Because if there's no witnesses, why is she not believed when she comes and says, I was Tahar, and my friends are Tameh? So what? She, she, so what that she's telling us she's Tahar? She's believed because we would, would never have known that you were captured in the first place. Mara says, Oh, yeah? What about case number three? If she says, Me and my friends are Tameh, She's believed on herself, not believed on a friend. Now, if there's witnesses, why is she not believed on a friend? There's witnesses already. Right? So that doesn't make sense. So if, if the whole bride is talking about witnesses, then the third case doesn't work. If they're talking about no witnesses, then the second case doesn't work. Elab Shita, must be we're talking about the Lika, I think there are no witnesses. Ema Sefer, what do you do about the fourth case? When it says, me and my friends are tahor. She believed on her friend, but she did not believe on herself. If there's no witnesses, then why she not believe on herself? So the fourth case doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense if there's no if, there, if there's no witnesses. must be that there is witnesses. Then what are you gonna do? You're gonna say that. The third case 
and the fourth case are when, no, I'm sorry, the second case and the fourth case, the Ikaidim, are when there are witnesses. And the third case is there's no witnesses? Doesn't make sense. Amar Abai says, In, yes, actually, you're right. It's not talking about all one case. Reshev is safer, two and four, the Ikaidim, there are witnesses. Mitsuta, number three, the Lekaidim. That's the answer of Abaya. Abaya says the best answer to do is to say they're talking about different cases. Rapapa, Amar, Rapapa says no. Kula, the Ikaidim. They're all talking about a case where there are witnesses. But they're all talking about there are witnesses that she was captured. And this, that you asked me about the third case, how come, if there's witnesses, why should believe him? Because we're talking about a case where there's one witness that agrees with her that, that, she, wasn't, uh, that she wasn't abused. Okay? So according to this, Let's go through the case. If she says that I'm Tamer and my friends are Tahor, right? And one witness says, and, her friend, and a witness says, no, you're Tahor. Okay, remember, in, in the first case, she says, I'm Tamer, my friends are Tahor. And the witness flips it and says, no, you're Tahor, your friends are Tamer. She made herself Tameh. But her friends get allowed because of what she said. Because one witness can't go against her. Why? Therefore, the rabbis gave her the power like two witnesses. And this guy only has a regular... This guy only has a regular one. Hold on one second. Okay. Right. Well, the friend said the opposite, but she has more. She has more believability because she, the rabbis, believed her when she was with them. Right. first. So Mrs. A and Mrs. B come and says, I'm Tahor, she's Tahor. And then she said, what? Mrs. B says, yes, I'm Tahor, she's Tahor. Like, we believe that one and we don't believe the other one. Right. Right, right. So over here, but she has a special believability because she was captured with them. That's why she's believed. Okay. I need to if she says, I'm Tahor and my friends are Tameh, that's the ratio, the second case. I'm Tahor, my friends are Tameh. And another witness flips it and says, no, you're Tameh, your friends are Tahor. Then she, since there's witnesses that she was captured, then we don't believe her anything because the witness is against you. And your friend is believed with because of the one witness. Right? Because the rabbis give a special heter to allow a shivuya, and since the, this witness is coming to allow her, we we trust edechad on one of these things. Now you have the the third case: me and my friends are tameh, and a witness says, "No, you and your friends are tahor." 
then she made herself asur, so she's asur. And her friends is allowed with the one witness, because we allow one witness to allow, one witness by a captive is believed to allow. Mara says, that's the same, same chidush as the second case. Mara says, no. You might say that really they're both tahor. Really they're both tahor. And they weren't human. Why is she saying that, she, that me and my friends are Tameh? She wants to mess around with her friend. And she's willing, and she's willing to, 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 uh, hurt her friend like that. Kamash Mulan, no. That she, that, that, that she has the power to make herself asur. You might think that, that, the reason why she's saying that me and my friends are Tameh is, is, is like, it's like, uh, uh, Shimshon, that, not, not, not our Shimshon, real Shimshon, that says, Tamut Nafshim I'll die with the Pilishtim. Similar over here, she's willing to get, make herself Tameh in order to mess up her friend. And therefore, the Chidushes know that, that, that she's still gonna be, She still can make herself tamay. You might think that we should say we don't believe her and make her tahor. No, we don't. Now the last case, she says. What is the third case? Shimshon, Shimshon, and after they, they knocked out his eyes, he said, "Let me die with the Philistine," and he killed himself with the Philistine. Right. Right, okay. Here too, she's saying, okay, even though she's Tahor, maybe uh, I'd rather say I'm Tameh in order to mess over my friend. Why? Because if only her friends get, get, get Tahor, therefore, you might think that really they're both Tahor. And, right? And the reason why she says that, that me and my friends are Tameh, Meaning, since she, she has no one to testify that she's Tahor, so she's not going to get Tahor. So she's going to stay Tameh, but she's going to testify about her friends that they're Tahor, and she'll stay Asur to Kohen. I'd rather say that me and my friends are Tameh. And the Chidush is that she made herself Tameh, even if she's making herself Tameh and her friends also. Okay? So you might think that we don't believe it, but we do. Now, in the last case, she says, me and my friends are Tahor, and a witness that says, no, and your friends are Tameh, she, she, since there's witnesses against her, she's not believed. But her friend is allowed with her witness. Right? So one witness, meaning she's a witness for her friend. So Chachamim give her the power to be a witness. But she doesn't have the power to be a witness on herself, and therefore the fact there's a witness against her Makes it Tameh. Mara says, Hatu Lamali. That's the same as case number one. Right, what's the Chidush? That she's not believed about herself? 
And we know that already. No, Morris says no. Mao de Tema, I would have thunk. Kim Hemnita Bemakom to Pasanafsha. When do we allow her? Only when she makes herself Pasul. She's only, you might have thought, if we only had the case number one, where she says, my friend's at Tahor, but I'm Tameh, and I only wrote that case, you would think, oh, the reason why she's believed over there is because you see that she's such a Sadekit. Even though she's Tameh and her friend's a Pasul, that's why she's believed. But in the case where she's saying, that's why she's believed about her friends. But in the case where she's saying, me, me and my friends are both Tahor, maybe over there we wouldn't believe her about her friend because she's not being such a sadeket. She's saying that nothing happened. Maybe we don't believe her over there. The chidush is no, we still believe you about your friends even in case number four. So you would have thunk that maybe you only believe in case number one because over there you're putting yourself down and putting your friends up. But in case number four where you're putting everyone up, you're not even believed about your friends. Chidush is no, you believe about your friends but not yourself even in that case. Okay? Baruch Adonai Leonam and we're going to stop over here at this Mishnah. Okay. Quarter to six? I should call her. Yes, yes, quarter to six. Okay, bye.